Welcome to Hello Player, a show for curious people who want an honest look at making a video game. I'm Ava Carr, and I've been working on video games and in the video games industry now for nearly a decade. My earlier years were spent working on systems design, a few on publishing, and some on business development with companies like Activision Blizzard Media Networks and Riot Games. I love games, and more specifically, I have such a soft spot for games that challenge me to think differently about the world through either its unique gameplay or one-of-a-kind storytelling. I love games enough to even start my own company, where I invest in bold new voices and big ideas in play. But before we dig in too deep, let me introduce you to a dear friend and fellow founder, Charles McGregor. Hello, my name is Charles McGregor. I am a game developer at Tribe Games. I am a programmer artist and musician, and I'm the creator of HyperDot. A few years ago, I realized that I really wanted to use my distinct skill set to work alongside people who are thinking bigger or thinking differently about play, folks like Charles and his upcoming game, HyperDot. I also wanted to see projects get funded, the ones that are often overlooked by traditional investor types and publishers. And so I started investing. Yeah, Charles, this is our first episode. Yes, yes, it is. So yeah, where do you want to where do you want to start? How about we start at the fact that I've known you now for 10 years? Sure. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. 10 years ago. (laughs) You were 16. Yeah, I was 16. When you were 10 years ago, you were 16. Goodness sake. But we I didn't meet you directly. Um, I met you through a person, which was my brother. (laughs) (laughs) That guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember, uh, he went to one of, uh, the club meetings that you, one of your first club meetings that, uh, you held. I actually remember that day. Um, I remember very distinctly because your brother very specifically walked into the first event that we ever had at the University of Minnesota. It was a StarCraft event first off. Um, he walked in, I know, right? He doesn't play StarCraft. (laughs) Um, he walked in and he was just kind of like, hey, there's free pizza. <laughs> and are that. there any fighting games? Man, all of these things track, yes. Um, did you end up going to an event with him at some point? Uh, I think the first time that we actually met, it was uh, because we were picking him up from some event. I had to get out of the car because my dad didn't want to get out of the car. Uh, I think it was like at a shop or something like you were hanging out you've gone after the event and hung out somewhere did we actually talk the first time we met uh i think the very first time that we met it was like my brother was introducing and then uh and and like we said hey hi and, and whatnot but then there is like some pertinent thing that you were talking about before i got there that you were completing and then after that that was like all right cool and then we just left um, so yeah, not much in terms of at, like first impression. I was like, oh yes, you exist and I exist, and we moved on. <laughs> the thing that I remember the most is just the first time that you started bringing games that you were making into Lounge. Oh yeah. So um, there was a program that we used to have at the school club, which was called um, Lounge, and every single Friday we would kind of set up and tear down this whole area where people could come in and play games and also make games as well. We had two separate rooms and you started bringing your 
games that you were making into the playing games room where everyone was playing like League of Legends and StarCraft and all these other games. And you were like, here's my game. Check this out. Yeah, uh, I do remember like carrying like I would try and like carry my uh, really big laptop. Well, it wasn't huge, but I'd carry my laptop around and be like, hey, try out this game that I'm working on. Um, and I'd bother my brother mostly because I didn't know anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see how this game works out and, and things like that. It wasn't until later within the 10 year span of us um, uh, knowing each other where I started bringing like actually being like, all right, I'm actually going to do playtesting and be like, hey, people, can you really come in and try out my stuff? Because I was more shy and I just wanted to hang out with my bro. But yeah. yeah, what drove you to actually, you know, put those games on those TVs that you were making? Well, I've always really liked uh, making video games and playing video games and such. At the time, I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the the experience of having people sit down and play it and then seeing their reaction. Uh, so I wasn't uh, that motivated to do that. And it wasn't until I actually did that where I was like, oh, man, I want to actually see people enjoy my games and see, like, get feedback and, and learn from them. Because that stuff is, like, super interesting and super, inter- like, entertaining for me. Yeah. Were those events some of the first times that you had ever play tested then? Like, I know you've made earlier games, but mm-hmm. did you play test those in front of anyone before? Uh, it was just like my family, really. Okay. Uh, so like I... Holiday uh, dinners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, hey, dad, please play this, please. Uh, or, hey, bro, please play this. Uh, and then he'd get annoyed by me asking him all the time. And he's like, this is an Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this isn't Smash. Why am I playing this? Um, Because your son made it. Stephen Douglas McGregor II. Goodness sake. So yeah, there was a lot of me bothering my my parents or uh, my brother. And then uh, before that, as a stopgap, I would post my stuff on forums and things. So uh, I used to develop in a thing called Dark Basic. It was a thing that helped me make video games and I was like programming and whatnot in it. Um, but there were forums for that. So I was like, oh, I'll go on the forum. So I used to be a regular uh, on the on those forums. So I had um, a couple of failed projects that uh, showed up on there, but nothing actually like finished or and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that was where I first put up my like first demo. Uh, I would be like, hey, try out this game. And then people gave me feedback and I was like, oh, cool. People How many folks feedback. were playing those? Like what were some of your original games? And then what were like, what were people's responses to them? The first, like, game that I actually put out there, and actually the only game that I put out there for Dark Basic, uh, it was Emerald. That was, like, my first game that I uh, put under well, uh, under the moniker of Tribe Games, where I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, uh, because I kept on bothering my my dad and my brother to hey you want to work on games and then eventually they were like i don't have time or my brother was like i don't want to code um so (laughs) which by the way he codes now yeah now he totally just codes as for a living but yeah so he was you're like it was like a oh i'm gonna show them that you can totally make video games and stuff so i uh worked on emerald um there weren't a lot of people that uh responded there were maybe I would want to say like uh, 
10, 10 people uh, that That's over. What? Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, for the time. And the forums were pretty active, um, especially back in those days. Uh, the forums were pretty active. A lot of really friendly people uh, who were like helping out and teaching other things. And I was inspired by other people's projects and stuff. So I wanted to try and contribute. So I had a, a running blog as well so i made a website for tribe games and things and i was like all right i'm gonna make a development blog and keep doing all these things um charles i wish we were friends when we were younger (laughs) (laughs) i always felt like such a goddamn weirdo like making things for like battle simulators for aol chat rooms and i just no one understood or cared when i was younger and making websites and and uh specifically just like sell beanie babies and so all i'm hearing is like i really wish i would have met you when i was younger (laughs) and i wouldn't feel like such a weirdo yeah it was uh, like it's like a struggle just to try and be like oh yeah you care about video games more than uh the occasional like you have friends over or something mm-hmm. i when i was a kid uh more people were into games in a more active sense mm-hmm. i guess what does that mean to you um a more active a, sense like they it wasn't like a oh i'm gonna just like open up something on my phone or like i will occasionally play a game every month or something like that um they were into the uh the culture of like video games so they, yeah like, like muds and such yeah so like they cared about um when things were released or announced and, and stuff like that uh and i found that happened a lot more when i was like in elementary slash middle school um but then in high school there weren't as many people who were like ah oh, yeah i am like into all of those things but uh yeah if uh when i was younger there were next to no uh people who actually cared about like doing development Apparently, including my brother. <laughs> Speaking of which, hold on. I need to ask this question. Um, you had mentioned that you were trying to get your brother and also your dad to make games with you. Were they initially a part of Tribe? Uh, they were not. Um, Tribe started because they weren't a part of it. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, uh, because they said no, I don't have time, and no, I don't, uh, I don't want to do coding. Because they were not a part of uh, it, I was motivated to prove them, uh, prove to them that this is something that we could do, and this is something that we that would be like super fun to do, and we'd get results. Because we've we tried in the past where um, we tried to make uh, uh, video games together, but. Because we are family and uh, we are McGregor's. We argued a lot. (laughs) Um, Can confirm, have seen firsthand. Um, So, yeah, there was a lot of uh, us arguing and going back and forth. And then eventually, uh, like, uh, someone would stop working on it. So then the other person or the other person would stop working on it. Um, And then we would be like, oh, and and then we'd both like everybody would just eventually peter out on working on that project so what kept you going because clearly you ended up making games far beyond oh, you yeah. know that initial project that you wanted to collaborate with your family on yeah uh i just really wanted to make games uh i just wanted to make games in general um uh, that was just a dream of mine to make games and such uh in fact my dad was uh, part of the reason why one i got into games uh, he had a super nintendo uh, sitting around when I was like three years old or, or whatnot. So like some of the first games that I ever played was Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country and, and things like that. It was just amazing. Uh, so I love games in that re- uh, respect. 
Um, but then I saw uh, an article in uh, in Time magazine about some uh, little girl who made her own um, company that like sells cookies and and bakery and, and stuff. Uh, and then I was like, hey, wait, what if I did that? But but for video games. But for video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I bothered my dad to be like, hey, can you teach me how to do programming stuff? Because my dad is a computer scientist. Um, so he taught me how to do programming and things. And I I love doing art. Uh, and I loved uh, music and stuff. The fact that video games like melds all three of those together it's just like icing on the cake i am super curious did you end up going to school for game design or what was the kind of background that you ended up having to start making games like full-time yeah uh so i actually followed in my dad's like eerily close to my dad's footsteps where i went uh my dad went to uh the university of minnesota duluth campus uh, I also went to the University of Minnesota Duluth campus. Uh, he graduated with a computer science degree. I also graduated with a computer science degree. Um, and the difference is that I was, or I needed to have a minor. Um, Wait, why did you need to have a minor? Uh, they changed policies throughout okay. or okay. between the two the times. Um, but my minor was an art minor uh, because I wanted to make video games. Uh, uh, UMD which is the the my the school uh they didn't have a any like game design uh course or game development courses or anything like that um it was more out of uh that was really like the only college that accepted me um so i was like oh yeah that makes a, a lot of sense just to 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 do that so I just went to UMD and then um, in my free time or any chance that I could get, I would try and like put video games in my curriculum. <laughs> now you need to tell me like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this was like a, a common occurrence, even from like middle school and high school, uh, because I remember in high school uh, there was a uh, there was a history like a, a project a history project where you had to uh, do it on some some topic or some era of history i'm totally blanking on all these things but uh on some type of on some topic of history and then i would be like okay what if what if i made a game like this was like one of the first times that i was like oh what if i made a game for the project so i ended up making this basically it was trivia but you were able to move a character back and forth, and then you hit a block to answer a question. So it was better than <laughs> trivia. Um, uh, but yeah, so like that was, uh, I would do that. But then like in college, I also did that where if the, the like a, a paper was, you had to write a paper, uh, and they were like, oh, you have to generally talk about something tangentially related to technology, I would try and shoehorn like video games in it. I would write about things like how video games can promote like empathy slash like interest in like emotions and such. And then like art history courses, uh, if I could, I would try and like relate it back to some type of uh, uh, video game thing. But that didn't uh, like... That sounds really challenging. Oh yeah, it was really hard. (laughs) The... The closest I got, and I didn't actually do this, uh, the, there was like a cl- uh, class that I went to, um, and they brought up Assassin's Creed. 
and being like Assassin's Creed is like some of the most uh, ac- physically accurate models that we have um, where as- historians are actually using mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed to be like, oh, so this is how you can like explore okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like this super famous chapel or, or something like that. So we actually watched like gameplay footage of people playing Assassin's Creed in class. And I was like, what the what? So tell me about anti-piracy oh boy (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so yeah anti-piracy well there are two origins to anti-piracy uh the first origin is it not or it not being a game and it being a presentation uh i had a course in computer security uh where we would talk (laughs) about computer security and you know ways to protect yourself online and what things to, uh, to stop yourself from getting hacked and, and things like that. One of, or we had to make a, a presentation on uh, like a topic that we cared about. Um, so I was like, oh, this is another opportunity. Uh, I'm going to talk about anti-piracy techniques in video games. Um, Which what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because that's about security. Yeah, um, absolutely. 100%, 100% about security. Uh, security. Um, I mean, it's, it's software security. What that presentation was, was like the different ways that uh, games have gone about doing, uh, like putting in pre- preventative measures or not preventative measures in some cases to stop people from pirating their games and stuff. Um, one of the famous ones is Earthbound. Uh, where there's like three different levels of messing with the pirates until like the very end where like the game is extremely hard. Uh, it gives you warnings saying don't pirate uh, and stuff throughout the throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, but then at the very end, if you happen to get through it, uh, it would freeze your game. And then when you restart, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah, when you restart to save your game again, uh, your whole uh, save data is gone. So then I had uh, like a. A PowerPoint presentation. I really like PowerPoints, by the way. Uh, a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> also can confirm this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, great, cool. Then the second origin story of the anti-piracy um, is that there was another class that had nothing to do with video games uh, <laughs> called Science, Technology, and Society. Uh, we had to do a, a presentation about a topic that is related to those three topics, but the class was really only talking about science and society, mm-hmm. not really technology. So because the class had technology in the title, I was like, oh, yeah, it's time to make a game. Have you ever considered the fact that you could have just made a presentation? <laughs> <laughs> like a PowerPoint? They said explicitly no PowerPoints. So. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Why, yeah, that's when I was like, all right, it's, it's time to flex the game muscles. Um, Wait, uh, what were the other options? Uh, I mean, you could make a skit. Um, you could... Uh, oh, so like live theater? Yeah, like a live theater or a thing. <laughs> it was, it's like a lot of like, uh, do some other form of a thing. Um, was so. it primarily just, oh, you could do whatever art? Yeah, ever art okay. thing. Just don't make a PowerPoint because so, like, you make PowerPoints count. all the time. Like, what were some of the people making? Uh, music. I okay. do remember somebody made like a song uh, based off of. I think it was uh, climate change. I think. Okay. I, I think Whoa. I don't remember. Um. Uh. But yeah. So there was a lot of uh, not 
PowerPoints, or if you did make a PowerPoint, that was just a very secondary thing. It was just to show information on the screen, but you were doing something else uh, and, and things like that. So I was like, okay, no PowerPoints, fine. I'll make a game. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, I'm a, I, I really liked that topic from before, and I sort of don't want to think super hard about making a new topic why don't I choose anti-piracy techniques in video games? <laughs> um, uh, and I was, this was a group project. Uh, but our, or my partner agreed, was like, okay, I'll do the PowerPoint, or, like, or not the PowerPoint, I'll do the paper, the written portion of the, the stuff, and then you can handle the project version, portion of the stuff. Because I was like, yeah, let's make a video game. But we didn't actually, and like... they were like, I don't want to make a video game with you. I don't want to make a video game, no, not at all. <laughs> Geez, that sounds hard. Um, yeah, and it is. <laughs> um, uh, but the catch was we didn't actually nail down the fact that uh, we were going to work on anti-piracy techniques in video oh, games no. until way later. Okay. Uh, it was like we had maybe a week and a half before we actually said, okay, let's do this. Uh Yeah. Uh, so wait, did you not start on the project until a week and a half before it was due? Uh, Is that what you're saying here? <laughs> well, we were we were still like doing research and doing all okay. these things. So we were working on it. It's just we didn't really have much. Okay. And we couldn't really agree on a lot of things until the week and a half where we were like, all right, we're making a decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm, we made a decision to actually do that. But... We didn't actually make the decision to make a game until, uh, uh, like, much later. Uh, like, mm-hmm. maybe not much later, but, like, later, where it was, uh, where I had, like, four days at that point where I was like, okay, I got to make a game now. Um, Still ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I was like, all right, well, I guess I have to make a game in, in four days. And that is where uh, anti-piracy uh, kicks in where you played as a circle that was a game and then there's there's a lot of air quotes I, I'm gonna air quote okay <laughs> a circle that was a game uh, and then there were a bunch of pirates that were squares and triangles and hexagons um, that would come in and try and uh, attack you you just needed to avoid them um, Though that was like me really reaching to be like, oh, yeah, this totally is uh, like related to the topic. Um, but uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was like uh, I just wanted to make a game at that point um, where at that or at that time um, it was just uh, yeah, you just there were two different levels. There was uh, normal where there was uh, you had some type of protocol or privacy protection or Mm -hmm. something like that where you implemented so there weren't as many uh things that you needed to dodge people still were going after you but you know it wasn't nearly as bad then there was hard that was where you were like yeah i don't really care uh so then all these pirates were like oh look this free game so then they all show up like right away and people only lasted like seven seconds um (laughs) The, ironically, people only lasted like 15 seconds on normal 
because it, uh, it was hard. But uh, <laughs> all but, I can think of right now is like, can you install Norton antivirus? <laughs> <laughs> that would be neat uh, at this yeah. moment in time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was like our presentation uh, where uh, we had people come like come up and actually play the game uh, and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was it was an intense four days. Uh, but you got it done. Yeah. yeah. Did you play test it? Uh, I just played it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I didn't really have anybody really play it. Uh, I don't even think that I forced my brother to play it. That's um, bizarre. Yeah, I know. Uh, and he was actually he was uh, nearly there the entire time while I was working on it. Yeah, at least like he was definitely there on like his laptop doing whatever he was doing reading Kotaku. I don't know. Um, actually, I do think I, I remember him playing it once. Um, his his feedback was don't have the players collide into each other mm -hmm. uh, because that seems like it shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have much of a, a like a reason for that. But yeah. ironically, in the full game, there is a uh, there's a mode where you actually have players collide into each other mm -hmm. um, because people were like, oh man, that'd be cool if you can collide into each other. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, really now? Um, so what inspired you to bring it out to events? Uh, it was more that like, well, I made this game um, and uh, I enjoyed playing it um, and I enjoyed like, uh, I enjoyed the process of it. Um, so I just wanted to be like, all right, well, I'm going to uh, like bring this to uh, a glitch event um, was the next Friday or it was the Friday. So I believe the presentation was on a Tuesday. Uh, so then that Friday we went down from uh, Duluth and then went to uh, Glitch's playtest. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been like tweeting about me working on this project for like uh, four days. And I was like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to bring it to playtest. We want to try it out. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, so I brought it to playtest, uh, and then we all played it for, like, two hours. Yeah, and that was <laughs> the thing that really shocked me, but, like, I saw it, and it was, of course, like, visually attractive, just because it's something that you do very well. Oh, thank you. Um, your UI is gorgeous. Oh, thank you so um, much. As, yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, but I remember just looking at it and being like, okay, well, the sessions are on average less than seven seconds yeah um I, they couldn't have been more than 10 no um but everyone who was playing it at playtest was quite literally playing it for you know 30 plus minutes and i was like jesus that's, <laughs> so that's a lot of game time for you know sessions that were less than 10 seconds each yeah um what were some of the responses that you got from it initially yeah um so, like, yeah, that, that initial playtest was, like, super, um, like, eye-opening um, just to see, like, people were playing it for, um, for so long. Just, just the fact that they were playing it for so long was uh, amazing. Um, and then I got, uh, like you said, a lot of good feedback. Um, Zach Johnson from uh, Space Mace, um, he, he was actually at, at the playtest and played the game and was like, uh, he was like, this is great. This is amazing. I was like, whoa, that's, oh my goodness. Thank you. Um, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, uh, and like, he really wanted to, uh, see it just like push, uh, even further, whether, whether it be like, oh, what if you had more enemies and more things mm -hmm. and all that stuff? Um, so like, just like hearing feedback, uh, in that regard, 
uh, was cool. He also was the one other, or he was the other person who was like, oh, it would be cool if they could collide. <laughs> I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they could collide? Um, but uh, yeah, he, uh, it was like a lot of like uh, interesting feedback. And then towards the end of the uh, the night, um, we like had people try and work together to get the like s- survive the longest mm-hmm. um where people would try and be like okay i'll try and defend you and block uh like if there's an incoming thing i'll i'll run into it so that you can last longer uh if somebody was like super good uh and the other people would try and support them um so yeah there was like this cooperative thing that was going on um but which there's was, only one circle yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah there was a there was a lot of like interesting uh, things that were happening um and it was like super fun to watch people play and, and and things like that so and it was fun to it was fun to play myself and work on it um so at that point i was i said okay i'm gonna i'm gonna actually like work on this more i'm gonna work on this uh and and like finish it up polish it up not gonna work on it too much just gonna polish it up how and long did you think it was going to take you to finish the game? Uh, or when you'd be done with it even? So when I showed it at the that play test, it was the near the start of the summer. Then I was like, oh, it's only going to take to the end of the summer. No problem. That's I was like, oh, I'm not. I'm going to add in <laughs> naively. I'm going to add in a uh, hundred levels. I'm going to put in uh, some multiplayer things and then call it a day. Um, that did not happen. <laughs> well, that's the episode. You can continue the conversation with us and the Hello Player community at discord.gg glitch. And don't forget to subscribe to Hello Player on your favorite podcast app. Hello Player is produced by me, Ava Carr, Holly Harrison, and Ben Hansen of MinMax Studios. With music done by none other than Charles McGregor. Thanks for listening and see you next time.